And we are live. Welcome to this latest episode of Totally Unscripted. I'm joined by my regular co-host. So hello, Charles. Hello, Steve. Hey, Martin. Hey, Steve. Hi, Charles. Hi, Martin. Good to be here again. Awesome. So, this um, is awesome. This is exciting. This is next week, yeah. and we have a, this is our next special on our next show. I hope everybody, first of all, everybody tuning in live, thanks for taking a moment away from your next programming. Um, awesome. Guys, have you been able to catch any of the content? What have you seen? What have you heard? What do you like? Anything catch your fancy? I know we've got an announcement here in a second we're going to show. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw I saw the keynotes, and I think I saw one with you and Steve and Basil on there, so that was good. That was an interesting one. Yeah, I actually kind of liked it. Steve did a great job, and I showed up, so it was perfect. <laughs> hey, a couple of quick things just before we go. First of all, if you haven't caught Cloud Next, please do. Uh, Martin, if you could flash the banner up there, real easy to find. Uh, everything is available on demand. There's also a bunch of live events as well, too. I want to point out one live event that's going to be tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, depending on where you are, 8 a.m. in the morning Pacific time. That's specific time here on the West Coast, California. That is super awesome. Um, it's going to be a really neat format. So we were using called Kumo Space, where you can actually uh, move your little cursor around a conference center and actually talk to a bunch of different product product managers and folks like myself and Steve Basil and Christian Schock and a bunch of us will be there. So check that out. And then one final thing from next, I want to do, I want to step back for a second and congratulate both Martin and Steve for becoming a Google Cloud Innovator Champion. So a super new neat program where our, our GDEs like Steve and Martin have actually been included to become a champion. And so there's a couple of levels of the program. It's super neat. The whole thing is to be really inclusive to get you more access to what's going on at Google Cloud. And so there's a lot of great benefits that are, you know, joining sessions and getting information, including things like swag as well, too. So it's really fun stuff. Uh, it's open program for folks to join. There's a bunch of different tiers. Uh, but again, Martin and Steve, you are champions at the top tier. So congrats again for that. So with that, I think the best part of this show, without further ado, and I will stop talking here in a second, is... We have a brand new API to introduce, and it was uh, announced at Next this week, and we've got a really big bumper crew here uh, to come talk about it. So, Martin, Steve, what do you say? I'm ready. I think we're going to need at least five minutes just to bring everyone on. <laughs> a lot of it, there's going to be a lot of introductions here. So this is going to be one of the biggest shows we've done both from the fact that it's an announcement as well as we have a bunch of folks to introduce. Some you'll know, some are new. So welcome, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for coming. And why don't we do a real super quick round of introductions? I think, Chris, you're up on the top. Can we start with you and then work through? Yeah, sure. Chris or Christian Schalk. I'm a developer advocate working primarily with Workspace and um, other cloud technologies and AppSheet as well. So I'm happy to uh, have uh, played a part in our, uh, especially these last few months in getting the uh, Forms API out into the public now. So Forms API, whoa! Wow. <laughs> just announced it. Awesome. Yeah. That's right. So who do you have with us? Charles. And by the way, you're going to notice we've got a bunch of Charles's at today's show. Not intentional, but fun nonetheless. Charles. Yeah, hi guys. So yeah, I'm Charles um, from Zish. Um, I actually used to work for Google. I was actually Google's first product manager hired outside the United States back in 2005, which is my uh, 
my main claim to fame, but uh, but hopefully I'll be famous one day for starting Zish, which is uh, an education technology company that has a product called Quizalize um, that sort of competes in the space alongside companies like uh, Kahoot. Um, and we're really excited about the new Google Forms API. Awesome. Awesome. The other Charles, Charlie Kemp. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me here. My name's uh, Charlie Kemp. I'm a strategic alliances manager at Zapier. Uh, I also actually used to work at Google way back when, but now manage our partnerships with some of our bigger partners. And Google Workspace is one of the most popular ecosystems of apps that people are connecting uh, Zapier to. Um, so excited to be here and, and chat about how we're thinking about the new uh, Forms API. Um, I'm Hannah. Uh, thanks for having me here. Um, I currently work at Google. Um, and I have worked on the API that we're announcing and I'm here to answer questions about it from that perspective. Awesome. So thanks for A, joining us, but B, more importantly, thanks for helping build this and make this a possibility. Um, with that, we've got a ton of questions coming in and we'll get to those shortly. But Christian, why don't you kick off a little bit more about what, what we're offering? Sure. Yeah. So I do have some, uh, just a few slides that I have prepared. And so... Uh, but then again, you know, this is conversational um, and it's just a few slides. So if you have any questions, feel free to jump in. Um, so let me know when you have the, the my screen showing and I can kind of walk through a few things. Okay, awesome. So as you may have noticed, yesterday we had our announcement for the Google Forms API. So uh, essentially it's it's now open. So there's no longer NDA, um, you know, it's, it's fully out in the open. There is a new dev site. We have a new developer's website with some code examples and, and, and basically just a, enough information for you to get started. What is Forms API in, in, in a nutshell? It basically provides full programmatic access for managing forms. So everyone's familiar with forms, uh, but now you have a full API where you can manage, create them, do a whole bunch of really powerful integrations on top of forms. Um, some key powers that uh, the Google Forms API provides is it's really all about automation. So you can automatically create forms on the fly based off of different data inputs. Uh, you can also you know, essentially tap into other existing systems, whether they question banks or essentially data backends. Uh, another very powerful feature with the Forms API that it enables is that it allows you to build uh, automations that can uh, have real-time data coming into it. So if you have incoming responses, you can build a dashboard that might show any type of data. For example, I've spoken with Charles at Zish uh, about how they might build this dashboard showing like people or students filling out uh, quizzes and tests and stuff. And you can see like an online, like a real-time data uh, a visualization of that. But another key point is that when you have this like high degree of connectivity to the actual working uh, form, you can take some uh, important cues such as like trigger a business workflow based off of what kind of data inputs are being provided. And that actually uh, takes advantage of a, a really cool functionality that I believe HANA was largely responsible for on our team, uh, which is essentially a cloud PubSub based uh, push notification system that uh, enables some very uh, advanced integrations. Yeah. And um, as you may guess, we have you know some fairly obvious use cases. So the educational space uh, is you know very you know important for them to be able to you know, allow their educators to tap into large databases of question banks. So that's really kind of like one of the big value adds. And of course, as I mentioned, like a real-time dashboard. Um, customer management support is another very popular and very pragmatic way to start to kind of 
ramp up your forms usage so that you can like take actions based off incoming data from various customers as they're filling out surveys and, and responses and stuff like that. And of course, the main thing here is that it's not just forms anymore. It becomes like a much more sophisticated uh, visualization engine that you can then tap into all of the data inputs from the form inputs, as well as the actual uh, live responses as they're coming in real time. So, so pretty cool use cases all in all. I won't go into all of the API functionality, but we can always address this as needed. So you have the API functionality is like forms, schema, meta update. You can update forms, quizzes. You can add questions. Um, you can also read the form metadata. So you can actually see what are all the different you know, items and elements inside of the forms themselves. And then, of course, you get over to the responses. You can fetch all the responses, You know, do whatever analysis you need or any kind of visualizations. And then, of course, finally was the push notifications, meaning that you can take advantage of any new incoming forms responses and then put them into some kind of cool studio. Uh, likewise, if a change occurs on a form, you can also get a notification saying that, hey, this form has a new field. So you might want to take action on that. So anyway, just at a high level of what, what the API provides. Um, also, just really quickly for moving on to more Q&A is, uh, oh, go ahead. Because I, I have a question for you real quickly. So obviously we've had a uh, an AppScript service for a while that allowed you to yeah, point. programmatic access. Uh, what's the, I guess the big difference or what was the impetus for doing the API itself? Like what are the changes we should expect? What, what are some of the advantages um, or what are some of the new things that may be different from what we could do in the past? Well, it's interesting. I just mentioned the cloud pub sub notification system and feel free to jump in, Hana. But th that is one kind of differentiation at the moment. Um, they are kind of somewhat parallel. Um, mm -hmm. Now, it, it, I don't know if you fully clarified, AppScript has had the ability to programmatically build out forms uh, purely from an AppScript perspective. And that was implemented a while ago. Uh, this is, in some regards, kind of like uh, the same thing, but it provides the same type of access to the, the whole rest of the, the world. And I mean rest <laughs> in the sense that it's a rest, rest world. <laughs> <with PR. laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just the pun kind of happened. Um, but so what that enables is that really anyone with, you know, just straight JavaScript, Python, PHP, Java, whatever, with all the respective client libraries, or even if they write their own access you know, code, they can access the API directly. Um, so it's just providing a lot more capability in, in the overall uh, just uh, software engineering uh, world. I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Hannah. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, AppScript provides some of the same functionality, but it's within AppScript. So uh, I think that's appropriate for building like forms add-ons, which live in the forms UI, but if you're building an integration, you want to use a different language and you want the entry point to be outside of the forms UI, um, I think that our, this new API would be appropriate for that. Yeah, and, and if I can just add, I mean, I've used both the AppScripts API and the REST API, and for anybody who's listening who's used the old AppScripts API, they may be well aware of some of the limitations around reading and writing images. So, you know, um, I've been working with, um, you know, Christian and Hannah and, his, his, and their team to make sure those limitations aren't there in the rest of the guys. So you have full ability to read and write images to both questions and answers, which is which is quite important. Yes, we did uh, encounter the image thing, but it actually was help, very helpful for us on the API as well. So, so thank you, Charles. So I think good time. I'd love to hear from the partners, uh, either, either one, either the other Charles's. Um, <laughs> what are some of the use cases you've already kind of played with or what do you think the sweet spot is for the API based upon the way you and your organizations are working with forms today? 
Yeah, I can talk a little bit about uh, Zapier and how how we leverage forms today and how we're planning to leverage a new API. And I think uh, if there's a link that we can pop up at some point to our existing integrations page. And if you aren't familiar with Zapier, we essentially enable uh, non-technical users to connect one app to 4,000 other apps that are within kind of the Zapier ecosystem. And so the way that that works is that uh, either a developer or Zapier ourselves will build an integration with a given API. So in this case, the forms API and allow to trigger uh, a workflow. So say you want to pass uh, data from a Google form entry into a Trello card that then, you know, starts a work stream for a, another team that you work with, or maybe you want to generate a message in Slack that contains the information that came in from a recently submitted form. Any of those are possible with Zapier. And so what we try to do is deliver that data reliably and, and quickly. Um, and prior to the forms API, uh, the way to to do that was actually to leverage a combination of the Drive API and the Google Sheets API to actually pull those responses in. And so we have an active Google Forms integration that you'll see here, but we're mostly looking forward to using the new purpose-built Google Forms API to be able to more quickly and reliably pass data uh, from form submissions for you know the thousands of Zapier users who are leveraging Google Forms today um, and help them get that data into other applications and, and jumpstart kind of automated workflows. That's awesome. And other Charles, anything to add specifically that you've seen? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we to, to us, it, it's super exciting. I mean, you know, I, I guess people don't usually get excited about a, a new REST API, but for us, it, we think it's quite transformational, to be honest. The, um, you know, it, it, we think of it a little bit different way to Zapier, but the first, the first thing that we're doing is to um, smooth out that ability to um, transport your quizzes as a teacher between multiple platforms. At the moment, you've got dozens of different quiz platforms out there um, and there's no interoperability, right? So, you know, you create your, your quiz in Kahoot or you create it in Quizlize and you're kind of stuck there. Um, and so the first thing we're doing is we're gonna make it very, very, you know, we're trying to make it very portable. We're obviously, we're starting with Google Forms and Quizlize quizzes, but we really want to try and make it very easy to create a quiz once and use it anywhere, right? As a teacher. Um, and, and then the second thing that, you know, the way you can think about this API is, um, you know, when I was starting my company, uh, we had to build our own quiz engine because there was no third-party quiz engine you could programmatically use. But if I was starting my company today, maybe I wouldn't even build my own quiz engine. I just go, okay, now that yeah. there's this great API for Google Forms, I can use Google Forms as my as my quiz engine for whatever I want to build, right? Um, and you know, that that is kind of transformational, isn't it? If you think about it. And then I think probably the third way to think about it is well. If you want, you know, if you look at LMSs in general, like Google Classroom, most LMSs now have a have a quiz engine, right? Uh, actually, they didn't five or six years ago, but most do now, if not all do now. But those quiz engines tend to be very basic, and and you know, arguably Google Forms, Google Quizzes is a very basic quiz engine. Um, but now you have the flexibility to really enhance that in any way you feel fit. So we should be seeing. You know, over the next year or two, all sorts of wonderful, wonderful enhancements to Google Forms and Google Quizzes for teachers in the classroom. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at all sorts of interesting things. I don't want to don't want to give too much away, but you know, it, it really is. A, I, I think a transformational API. So that's a good segment, uh, a good segue to one of our questions here. And I, I may uh, botch the name. I apologize, Adam. Uh... Sorry, um, but if you could put that up there, is it going to work for every Google account or just Google Workspace? In other words, will it work across consumer scenarios and all SKUs? Where can we find this? 
Uh, yes, it, it does work for every Google account. Um, I don't know if you have any further uh, context to Hana on that one. No, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So it goes everywhere. I suppose the follow-up, so you, um, Kristen, you, you, you say uh, it's the public beat announcement. Um, where can people get access? So we've heard. Yeah, I, I have here. it um, in my deck as well. I have some short links uh, later um, that I have kind of like the main call to action is essentially a sign up page or it's a, a form application that's in a Google form. <laughs> uh, and you basically go through it and answer a few questions and then you provide um, the your cloud project. So essentially you have your uh, Google cloud project and then you also pro it. If you, as long as you provide your Google accounts and such, we can then turn that over and then get you allow listed so that you can enable the forms API. Now this is in our current uh, mode right now as we're under we're currently in restricted mode, and we're gonna. Uh, and even when we open up the beta, we still will have the uh, allow listing process. Uh, next year, when we go to GA, we'll actually have that all open, so any anyone can just turn on the API. But hey, that's Martin. basically it. So. Martin, can you just repost that link for a second? Hey, Chris, is the program open to everybody? Is anybody who signs up uh, allowed to be uh, part of the other early? It, it's a bit of an application. There is another additional. It's called a PAPA agreement. So essentially, it goes through. It's like a workspace. I think the form is a little bit older, even the reverse of G Suite. But basically, if you follow through the forms, um, there shouldn't really be any issue. Um, basically, you just need a Google Cloud project and you need a Google account that we can then turn on all the switches on the back end such that you'll be able to make requests to the Forms API. Awesome, perfect. So there's the link. And just remember, obviously, a uh, link shortener, normally it's case sensitive, so you got to put the capitals yeah. in there. So that's awesome. So everybody can sign up for that immediately. And not to hold you and Honda to it, when do you expect GA, ballpark? So I had my roadmap slide, but um, yeah. So. Right now, I don't know if you want to show it. Um, let's see. Here we go. You show it up. You, we put you up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll put it back on the. Um, yeah, but uh, again, not to not to commit the, the team to any specifics. But when can they maybe look forward to this? So the GA is expected in drum roll. No, uh, the GA <laughs> is expected. Um, how long is the drum roll going to be? <laughs> uh, it's a long drum. Sorry, I'm fumbling right here. There we go. Uh, I can see so Christian's slides. I, I, if I, you I, can I, see my slide now, we have the roadmap, <laughs> right? So right here in October, we had our uh, public today. Uh, announcement. Today or, or yesterday. Uh, so we just did that yesterday. And then we're looking at ladder in this year. Uh, I won't nail the exact date, but basically what we have today is what we're going to then switch over to an open beta. Uh, and But essentially, it's the same technology. No new features, nothing. It's just basically continuing on addressing any feedback and bugs and so forth. And then we move forward into the next year, uh, looking at the first half of next year for our actual GA launch. And that's essentially, again, the same API, same technology, only with if there's any like, you know, uh, necessary fixes that comes up as part of the beta program. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, Hannah. Yeah, I can. Um, so yeah, at a stable API, like that is not going to be changed any backwards and compatible way. So it's very important to us to make sure that we incorporate feedback uh, before we hit GA, which is why we have this like um, pre-GA phase. Um, so I want to emphasize, like if folks are thinking about joining this early access program, please do, please, um, give us feedback. Like your input is extremely important to us. I know we've worked with Charlie and Charles already and their feedback has been incredibly valuable in like shaping the direction that we take with this API. Um, yeah, I think with like a developer community, there's this like unique um, 
chance to to interface with the the people that we're impacting um, on a on a uh, more direct basis, and that's important to us. Got a couple of great questions in the queue um, from Arco. Arco asks, can we also reach the draft responses with the new forms API? Unfortunately, this is not possible. But like I just said about feedback, um, we want to hear what you want. So, um, so if you want to come the early access program, get into our issue tracker and let us know um, what it is you're looking for, things like Arco that. Arco has some feedback that he'd like to reach the draft response. We have a public issue tracker as well. So once you're into our program, you get through all the all the stuff that you get with a typical early access program, issue tracker access in the forum and, and, and such. So, so yeah. Here's a here's a somewhat related question, um, again from Armandov. Um, will will there be an API for submitting the form? So this is not currently allowed by the API. Um, if this is something you're interested in, again, go to the issue tracker. But oh, right perfect. now, it's not there. Yeah. Cool. Um, when it comes to add-ons, um, let, let's go big picture first. So we have editor add-ons, GWAO type of add-ons, and, and Google announced uh, runtime with other languages to create these add-ons. But when it comes to the forms uh, add-on, that's not true with this new API, right? You still have to use that script to create the add-on in forms? Yeah, I think if you want to create um, an add-on, that's through AppScript. But like like we talked about before, maybe this new API is, is appropriate if that's not the entry point that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Although you could, I think we have some examples of how to use this new API from AppScript if you still do want to have an add-on, but you want some of the um, additional functionality, the more powerful stuff that you get from the new yeah. API. Yeah, that's interesting. Hey, Chris, is a uh, picture's worth a thousand words. Do you have something you can show us? I know you've been working on some samples. Yeah, since we're talking about actually usage, I think this will help clarify things. See it in action um, and give us a great use case. I'm sorry. What? So give us a great use case. Show us what something you've built. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm going to start with basics uh, as opposed to the full. And uh, but yeah, we can get to some more advanced stuff uh, as well. Uh, first off, um, a couple of things I'm going to show you. It's basically a RESTful API, so you can actually go through the process and set yourself up to make direct RESTful calls, even with a browser. Um, and then I'm going to switch over and show App Script. So since we have a you know a fairly large App Script audience in this in this crowd, I, I wanted to kind of make sure that we can show you how to do App Script using REST only, not necessarily the actual form service uh, in App Script, but the actual direct REST call to the Forms API. And then I'll just show you some more advanced integrations that can be done using like a, a, a typical programming language, and I'll, I'll show a Python example very quickly. Um, so yeah, I can just jump into that really quickly, and then I have some more advanced integrations which will then be like essentially your traditional web application that I can show you as well. All right, so these are essentially what you do once you're allow listed for the beta, you enable the Forms API, and one of the first things I, I tend to do is just uh, tell people to do a ping on the API to make sure you, you're pinging the API, you have the, your API uh, key set up, and this lets you know that you're actually good to go. So this is kind of like a good first step as you're getting used to or getting started with the API. Uh, you, you can then go and say, I want to generate an OAuth access token. And you could literally put that inside the body of a curl, so like a command line to actually create a new form or whatever. You can do all that stuff via command line. Now, the next thing you want to do or consider is essentially doing like, um, like some coding. Or actually, let me just jump to an App Script stuff here, uh, which is kind of fun. So since our audience is fairly familiar with App Script, I would assume, this is pretty much the, the 
essential little bit of app script code that you could use to talk to the forms API. Now, I'm not really doing anything fancy here other that I am grabbing an, an OAuth token here and I'm constructing essentially a call uh, with a URL fetch call where I, I provide a set of options which provides essentially what uh, method of the API that we're using. And most importantly, I'm providing a no auth token. So just to see this in action, I'm actually calling a specific form here and I'm getting, let me pull up this window just a second. And that's the response from the forms API. So pretty basic stuff. So um, that's definitely, uh, one of our guides that we published yesterday. So you can actually write this code in in a matter of moments to be uh, up and running. Oh, I should also point out that in order for the OAuth token to be properly scoped uh, and your app script code to be able to make an external request, you do set up this OAuth scopes uh, section in your app script.json. And then that's kind of the magic that allows you to do this fun stuff with the um, Forms API in just pure, pure basic app script. All right. Um, the other stuff I was going to show was if you wanted to build a actual web app in app script, um, which, you know, comes with its own, own uh, uh, cautionary advisements, because building a web app in app script can, can sometimes be a little bit more work than you might be uh, looking to get into. But this is straight old fashioned HTML. But one of the things that I've done is just to kind of make this, you know, a working solution is I've actually created a set of restful uh, calls that that mirror the API. And so this is kind of like an experimental project that I've been uh, playing with. And so just to kind of give you a sneak preview of what's possible, um, here's like a, a web app version of that. So it, that's actually the, here's the running version of that app. We're gonna go through and uh, get like a fresh OAuth uh, token. I can authorize it. And that should be, let me make sure that Everything is good. Yep, I'm good. So in this point, what I've done is I kind of set up like some initial test methods against the API. So if I wanted to get the an actual set of responses or or just the actual form itself, oh, that was not the one I wanted. <laughs> Let me do this one here. Ah, that's the one I wanted. I want to get essentially what is the the metadata from the form. So I, I dump that down into like this status report here. Uh, so that's just basically doing what we refer to on the, the forms API as a get. Uh, likewise, I can do a list of the responses here. And again, this is just using the same type of code that I showed you before in App Script, where I send up a RESTful call with the OAuth token, and then I actually specify the method, and then I get the response back. Uh, so that's pretty Chris, much it for the basic stuff. Did you have hey, Chris, a question? Chris, yeah. you, knew this, you knew this question was going to come up. Yep. Uh, a couple of folks already asked, Edie, one of them. Uh, how do they access your samples? Where can they find those? So that's a good question. So the the current set of samples is available. And I'll just pull up the, uh, the website right here. So this is new as we uh, switch over. So we have essentially a new uh, developer website. So this was launched yesterday. So actually, I'll just click on the home button. And we have the links in the presentation as well. But basically, this is all... Uh, fairly fresh uh, new content. Uh, again, you can see here restricted beta. You can sign up for the early adopter program. Uh, we also have a set of new guides. Uh, and these guides uh, explain how to do a variety of things. So for example, how to create a form. Uh, and as you can see here, um, this is like the actual rest part of the body that you send upstream to the API. Or if you want to use like say uh, a, a typical language like Python, this is actually using a bit of code to go out and make a call to the API. So all these are now hosted and they're 
embedded in um, in the actual dev site as well as on GitHub. So you can access these directly uh, on GitHub today. Uh, so I definitely recommend you know having a look, try these out. Let us know if you have any questions along the way. And as we lead up to our open beta announcement later in the quarter, we're going to continue to augment these these uh, different uh, examples with more. Uh, we we'll, we'll want to move past obviously just Python. We want to throw in some things like Node and and, and just straight JavaScript and such. Um, one other demo I was going to show, but you know, whatever works is fine. I was just going to show like a basic Python. Like I think one of these examples here, I just have it running. If you're curious. Maybe we come back to that, Christian. We've yeah, got this question uh, from Dennis. I think Hannah, um, this might be one. So you, you you can answer. So are there any major differences between the AppScript APIs and the REST API? Yeah, so I would love to elaborate on this. Like we mentioned before, um, there's some differences in like supported languages and like what kind of entry point you would want to use. And there's also instead of like AppScript triggers, we can push events to Cloud PubSub, which is you can integrate with like a bunch of different. Uh, Google Cloud Platform things, it's like generally more scalable and powerful than AppScript triggers. Um, and then Charles mentioned like um, some functionality that we have in this new API that isn't in AppScript. Um, things like uh, dealing with images and forms. Um, there's some answer key stuff that's not possible in AppScript, like answer keys for short answer questions. Um, let me just see what else. The option to shuffle multiple choice options, um, the ability to fetch like uh, the metadata of a file upload question. So I would definitely recommend that you go and like poke around if there's something that you are missing from AppScript that might be in our new API. And if it's not, you can definitely file uh, in the issue tracker for it. Let me let me compound on that question a little bit. Um, would your recommendation, especially folks out there that are already doing forms-based development with, with AppScript, would your recommendation be to lean heavily on the APIs going forward? Are, are there, would you, I hate to ask it this way, but would you recommend it over using AppScript? More more uh, performance, features, function? And is it probably more advantageous to start focusing on that if you're, if you're doing forms-based work? Yeah, I think you should think carefully about your use case. Like if your idea is like quickly automate something that you're doing, but you're not planning to like mm -hmm. share mm -hmm. that integration with a ton of people, then AppScript still might be your best bet. But if you're trying to build something that can scale, something that needs that extra power from the Forms API, um, I would definitely look towards that. Good answer. I, I think Charles uh, Zish might also have some uh, context there as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, definitely the, yeah, it's definitely the case that the, the REST API is, is is more fully formed. I mean, the you know the AppScript API did have a few rough edges. Um, so this is, you know, I would say unless you've got a good reason to use the AppScript API, use the REST API going forward. There might be some cases where you use, you, you want to use the AppScript API. Yeah. Of course, if you want to do a Google Forms add-on, then you, you're going to want to do some AppScript. But I mean, as Christian's just demonstrated, even if you're use, doing it as a as a Google Forms add-on in AppScript, you can still um, leverage the, Google, the the REST API, which is probably the thing you should do. Um, but of course, yeah, the great thing it really enables is that you can write. You know, if you're if you're using AppScript, the sort of HTML you can write and, and, and things you can do is, is fairly limited. You don't have the ability to do a full, you know, React um, UI in in, in, in AppScript. But you can now build your entire you know, your own product with your own UI with whichever technologies you want and uh, and, and now just uh, hook into that that REST API for the for the things you need. So far more flexible, far more powerful, more fully featured. So unless you've got a good reason to use the AppScript API, use the REST API is my advice. 
So on this topic as well, not to put Hannah on the spot, but um, we've been doing kind of some uh, analysis and we're hoping to put out some further guidance between kind of the delta between uh, uh, App Script, the, the, the form service, as well as what we provide with the API. Did you have any comments on that, Hannah? <laughs> Uh, I mean, we can say whatever we want. I just, I'm really grateful, Charles, for your comments and to have you here because I think as the, the folks building the API, we can guess at how it will be used, but um, it's nice to hear from you like that this has tangible benefit for you. So yeah, we can definitely like list out like what the differences are, but I think knowing which of those matter to people, like that's, yep. yeah, that's on you, yeah. Cool. So Christine, I think I interrupted um, your, your demo, do you want to share oh, some yeah, of the I mean, just Maybe for further context, if you want to see, I'll switch over to like, here's just my terminal screen. Uh, let me know if you, you see it. Um, and so um, if you could see my screen, uh, this yeah. is a um, uh, kind of a, a working version of the, the code that, that, um, that uh, I was just showing you in the developer guide. And so as you can see, it's pretty straightforward. I'm just going ahead and making a call. Here's like a discovery doc uh, URL. And it goes through and makes the call directly in the API right there. So essentially, this is to essentially go through the creation. It does a creation, but then it also does a, a, an update. And so in this case, it's actually doing an update to an existing form here. Um, so just to kind of show this in action, there we go. So at the bottom of the screen, I have Python. Up, so I'm just running the Python, the, the actual code itself. And what that does is that turns on the um, <laughs> authentication. You got a few accounts there, Chris. Yeah, that's, that happens. I think it's the most I've ever seen. Well, well I'm, I'm the winner there. So anyway, bottom line is the the, the code executed and, and it basically gives you like a response, you know, that it was successfully executed. So essentially, in this case, it updated some of the metadata. So that not too flashy, but you know, just to kind of show you the basics of how to in, uh, interact with the API using like a typical language like Python. And of course, we'll go through and add more examples uh, in our developer's guide as, as time progresses. So, so yeah, that's basically it. So in terms of client libraries, is, is it the usual suite of Google client basically, libraries? Yeah. Basically, yeah. We have the uh, workspace uh, client library uh, package that uh, will be essentially enabled for the API. We have the, the current um, I don't know if you want to touch on this further, Ahana, but basically we have kind of like the forms API client libraries for the various uh, languages. So like uh, we have obviously like Java, PHP, Go, and so forth. Um, Python, you don't even need the client library, but in general, yeah, um, we provide the client libraries in our developer package for the early adopters. And then later on, once it's GA, it, it becomes essentially the um, standard Google workspace uh, client libraries that you can just update your environment um, as needed. Yeah, in the early access program um, or early adopter program, we're asking, uh, we're providing a few of those, and then like it's on request basically if there's one that you uh, want. And then once we go GA, they'll all just be available. That's it for me. I didn't have anything other on slides um, if you wanted to go through, other than we got our. Uh, I love the that we want to share, and then I think we're, we're mostly good there. I'd love to explore a couple of more use cases. Um, I think that it'd be interesting to hear, but we also have a couple of questions and I want to ask you this one wrapped around a question. So Arco has a question. Uh, are there also plans for more options to embed questions from forms instead of embedding an iframe with a whole other form in, in other pages or apps? Um, 
I was going to ask this question on top of that. Do you find that developers are asking questions that require features? And what are some of the things people are asking you that are that are you know, challenging or something that may actually change the form's product at all? Do you, have you heard any feedback so far? And if you've had a closed beta, so it's not everybody, but is there anything that you found that is driving some product changes from the API kind of standpoint? I know you're both smiling, so that either there is or... What, I don't, what, I'm not sure what we can really speak to here, um, but just know that your feedback is valuable to us. I don't know. <laughs> that's a very, very well-loaded well loaded invitation to continue to ask for things. Yeah, I, I think Charles of Zish uh, kind of spilled the bag there, or, or spilled the beans, I guess, uh, with regards to image better image support, which actually improved the product. So we're definitely indebted to him on that. You know, I think it's kind of neat because a lot of times developers actually can drive the innovations back to the product. And, you know, yeah. personally, myself working with the app script um, version of forms, there's a few things I'm like, oh, wow, I wish the product did this because my solution would be more interestingly complete. So, yeah, I think that's it'll be interesting to see what those use cases are. Martin, did you have a question? Yeah, well, I was. Um, so in terms of uh, getting feedback, obviously, the the you know, it's it's a early access beta. So, are there other ways that people can get in touch with you if they've got comments or suggestions about the, the forms API? In one of my slides, I have essentially contact the forms API team. It's essentially it's an email address. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, that's probably the easiest way right now for if anyone wants to contact the team directly. Um, like we we have questions occasionally coming in from from various folks that are just interested on in learning how to take those first steps. Um, and then, yeah, we, we help them all. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to uh, responses, I'm going back in time in my brain. Uh, I think originally we only had spreadsheet service that could do responses, then forms services, well, we can do it too. Uh, with the forms API, I guess we were tending to forget about the on-submit type of stuff with spreadsheets for responses, right? We're focusing more on the responses within the form, right? Yeah, I, I think that also taps into what uh, we offer with regards to the um, push notification capability. So you can you can do that. Yeah, it's Obviously, a different mindset from what it was in the past. Is my point. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you want like that time of the submission, th there is the notification system. That's that's part of the API. Um, obviously, you can also fetch responses at any point and and you know compare from a previous uh, fetch and so forth. But yeah, there's different ways to do it. But it's not kind of the classical on-form submit type of an HTTP uh, uh, model, I guess, in this sense. And I think you're also resolving a pain point when you mentioned one use case where uh, if a new form field was added, well, sometimes when that happens down the line, it could mess up something else. And if you can be listening for that, uh, it seems like it could solve pain points. Is that, is that right? Yeah, that's also part of the API, being able to notice when the meta, the actual structure of the form mm -hmm. changes, and that fire, that can fire alert that you can watch for specifically. So yeah. very good. So we, one of our um, previous guests, um, I've, I think it was Spencer. He, he talked about um, on change in, in spreadsheets. He basically added functionality. So if someone changed a cell that they shouldn't, it just automatically turned it back. Is that? <laughs> Is that something, if someone changes a form and they shouldn't have changed the form, could, could you just trigger something to tr change it back by the API? 
Um, probably in some cases. I know there's some things that you can't do. You can't um, edit file upload questions via the API, but as long as that's not what they changed. <laughs> it's interesting. I think actually Google Forms, unlike a lot of the workspace products, doesn't have a history function, does it? So, um, but you know, somebody could now build an add-on which mm -hmm. essentially adds a history function, you know, or the ability to save versions of your Google Forms so that um, you know, if you if you did edit it and change it, and you suddenly said, "Oh, I want to go to the, back to that version that I'd I'd saved two months ago," you could do it. I mean, it, it's it doesn't that feature doesn't exist in Google Forms, but this new API would allow somebody to implement it. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, and that's what I, I wanted to ask you about. You know, more about use cases as well too. So I know again, we're super early days, right? You're just announcing this broadly to a bigger audience, but I know you've had some private beta developers like our guests actually talking about it. Are there scenarios that you've heard people brought up that just simply weren't impossible, just weren't possible before with, now that the API exists? Are there, are there, you mentioned, you know, notifications and PubSub and things like that. Have you heard new killer use cases where you expect people to do more things with forms simply and, and to do more with this? Is there anything kind of popped up yet? I think Chris has been uh, more in touch with our developer community than I have. Maybe he wants to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in general, the, the things that I've noticed is that once people start and they actually go through the process of working with the API, they can they they already have a pretty good frame of reference. Um, like, uh, you know, Charlie uh, Zapier had had some good feedback along the way, and we've been like in discussions of their integration, and they brought up some good points of like various things along the way. I won't get into the specifics on those, but I think. In general, yeah, I mean, it, it's an ongoing process, as with any kind of early developer, you know, program where we're engaging with them and getting their feedback. And, and that's, that's really, I think, the value uh, uh, proposition mm -hmm. that we're, we're putting forward is like, if you if you join us early, you can essentially help the API continue to evolve and get better. And we're definitely looking for that kind of in, in, impact from, from our users out there. So. I think there are some killer use cases it enables, but, I, I, but I'm going to Keep keep quiet about them for now. You're just going to have to stay tuned. <laughs> that's what I, I can understand. understand. Um, well, that's, that's exactly it. I expect some really good product. Well, I, I, I listed the general use cases. They're they're pretty pretty cool. Mm. You know, like you know, educational, the customer Let's, management. Well, my, like that, so. Again, you know, my inclination is I think people will actually look closer at forms for building applications. I've said in many of my presentations in the past, hey, look, it's a great tool for gathering information and routing it through a spreadsheet and doing something with it. But as you all know, that's limited in scale and limited in scope. And this will actually allow you to do that on an industrial level where before you're like, you know, responding to triggered events in a spreadsheet, which is not necessarily, you know, yeah. <laughs> the right way to gather thousands of, you know, records. And do industrial level, I, I like that because that's really what we're talking about, being able to. And that's that's, that's why I was curious. I mean, you know, and again, I, you know, it's early. It'd be great to get feedback from folks listening in or, or, or revisit this topic you know, closer to your GA day, but I think a lot more people will look a lot more seriously at using one of the most popular, you know, input tools in the world, which is Google Forms. And so I, it'll be interesting to hear how it, how it scopes out. I, you know, I'd love for other people to kind of chime in and let us know what they're thinking or what they want to explore. And Charles, we'll, we'll look forward to yours when, uh, when you launch that. Do let us know. Uh, well, I think half our audience are off doing Forms history, version history. <laughs> Yeah, you already, already gave that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can see a whole lot of plugins launch tomorrow doing that, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great feature. Hey, Charlie, um, let's talk about Zaps. Like, uh, with this new API, do you see or have you created a new Zap that didn't exist because of the API, or is it some of it where you redone the behind the scenes and people like me don't realize the hard work you went <laughs> and made it better? Just curious. 
Yeah, that's a great question. And I'll preface by saying we're, we're in early days of kind of this uh, new version of the, our forms integration. And it's funny because we have, you know, if you'll see on the site, we have a forms integration. It's been running for years. We have thousands and thousands of happy users. And so this isn't something that we're creating that new. Um, the initial gains that we're going to have are more uh, performative stuff. Um, you, everyone's talked about scale. And so we need to be able to deliver very, very fast uh, workflow automations for thousands and thousands of users. And we need to keep an eye on tens and hundreds of thousands of forms at any given moment. And so the ability to do that and our ability to do that has, has been strained um, under the pre-forms API world where we're relying on things like watch pulling a drive endpoint, like for every single zap. And a zap in our terminology is any time that there's a, an A to B kind of automation that's one of our users has set up. And so anytime someone does that for a Google form today, we're keeping an eye on a spreadsheet basically through through the Google Drive API. Um, and as you can imagine, that gets out of hand uh, and starts to hit rate limits and stuff like that. And we have to call Google and be like, hey, help us make sure we can keep this service reliable and, and, and performative for our users. So a lot of the stuff in the, in the short term is going to be gains on, on speed. We can deliver those form responses faster, which may unlock uh, a lot more use cases for our users. And so from our perspective, we're, we try to enable zap your users to be incredibly creative through our kind of editor tools. And so the more uh, you know speed and reliability that we can deliver within that experience, the more creative that they can be, where maybe something that might take two minutes to trigger uh, something within another SaaS app that they're using can now be done in 30 seconds. We may not know what that might unlock, but the assumption is that that will actually provide uh, potential uses that previously um, someone may not have pursued. And so I think in the short term, we're focused on on, on getting that stuff right. Um, and then in the long term, there's some additional things within either reading more metadata coming through forms that may not have existed as, as rows on a spreadsheet or as columns on a spreadsheet that we were keeping an eye on. Um, and then the ability to actually edit, edit and create forms as an, as an action. Um, at Zapier, we think of automations as triggers, which is like when something happens, do this, and actions, which is the, the this. And so most form use cases are around triggers right now. Like when something gets submitted through form, we'll do something else. Um, there's a world where we could also take information from other uh, SaaS apps and actually do create forms with them or do things that are now possible through some of the right um, po possibilities within the Google Forms API. So can't commit to anything um, other than you know making our existing functionality better. But I think we're, we're keeping an eye on it and, and Google Forms is one of our most popular and flexible use cases today. And so we expect that uh, to continue to accelerate and, and hopefully deliver a better experience. So with all that nice performance, I can see where forms, collection, metadata, and zap it right over to a slide deck for a sales guy, right? Yeah, you can think of, um, yeah, you can think of putting stuff into the CRM. Um, you know, a, a rudimentary use case would be if you have your website and you're collecting information from your website, who needs to get that and how fast do they need to get that? and what do they need to do with it as a manual person? Or what can another application do with it where it's just completely taken care of? Um, and so you know, we focus on at Zapier is, is automating manual tasks for you know, businesses that don't have a technical engineer. And you know, this audience that we're talking to now is capable of using AppScript and, and using this API. A lot of our users aren't. And so we basically give them the same kind of tools and abilities to, to do a lot of the functionality that this API will enable without having to actually code anything. Um, so that's kind of what's exciting for us. It is, that is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I want to emphasize this, that with this new pub sub feature and the API, 
like we focused a lot on performance and scalability and reliability, as well as having like um, an interface that's not like rows in a sheet um, that's easier to work with programmatically. Um, and we're really excited about the ways that this is going to connect like people who who use forms for its ease and people who use other tools for the power that they offer and additional functionality. I agree. I, th I look forward to that. So I've written a thousand apps that are, you know, take the on submit and do something or trigger off the sheet and do something and does something very little. So that'd be cool what people can build. Anyway, I think we're getting pretty close to our end. So first of all, I want to I want to thank everybody for for tuning in live and asking those great questions. Um, I definitely want to thank uh, our partners for helping us really understand how to do this. But of course, you know, definitely want to thank our team, uh, Hanan and Christian, who's uh, talking a lot about it. Uh, you know, thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for sharing. Look forward to the program. Martin, if you could put the link up just one more time on how folks can actually become a part of this, that would be super yep. awesome. And we look forward to you joining us, giving these folks some feedback, uh, join the program, and let's make this great. And also, uh, we would love to hear, put them in the comments below uh, in the vid. Uh, what are you building? What do you think about building? What do you want to do with this? I think it would be awesome. So with that, uh, for me, I'm going to say... Uh, thanks. Goodbye. Uh, Martin, Steve. Before we go, um, it, it, just a reminder as well, it's um, Google Cloud Next. Um, if you are on Twitter um, and you're kind of losing track of what's what's happening, there's the uh, Google Workspace Devs Twitter account. So they've been posting regularly about Google Next and uh, uh, they've been uh, boosting your little session, Charles. So, they did. Um, so I highly recommend that. Um, and also thanks for all of you contributing in the, the chat uh, today for the show. It's been great to have your, your questions and feedback for our guests. Uh, uh, so thanks very much for joining us. Um, Charles, do we want to say anything about our next show? We, we do. I'm, um, I was super excited to have today's show because obviously we're launching this great API. I'm also excited about next week's show because it's going to be unique uh, for anybody who has been around AppScript for any period of time. Um, we have a special guest revisiting the community. His name is Eric Kalita. Eric Kalita is uh, one of the longtime, most well-known community advocates for Google AppScript. He's no longer with Google, but he's going to join us and talk about life after AppScript. So we'll talk about a little bit why he still works with AppScript and plays with it and does things with it. He's actually still active in the community, but he also has moved to a new role with a new company. Pardon my dog in the background there. Um, moved to a new role, a new company called Coda. And Coda has a really interesting product and he's now helping their developer relations uh, get off the ground. So we look forward to having and welcoming with open arms Eric back to talk about life after AppScript. And uh, slightly different, it's Tuesday, not Wednesday. We just like to mess with your heads. Next Same Tuesday. Time Tuesday. Yes. Same time next Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, as always, you'll find um, uh, recordings on our YouTube channel. They'll also go out as podcasts as well. And, um, we'll there was a lot of resources shared in the, today's show, so we'll post all the links to those as well on the tu.appscriptinfo website so you can find those once I, I get around to that bit. Again, thank you all for joining our show. And happy scripting. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Definitely a pleasure. It's been fun. <laughs>